We want to honor those who assist us in worship with the sharing of their musical gifts, especially throughout these uh, pandemic years today. So we'll, we'll do that a little later in our worship service. We're worshiping online and in person. Mass are recommended but not required for joining us on campus. A point to be courteous to one another's sense of health safety. A couple quick reminders uh, before we get into worship this morning. The altar flowers are given by Don and Jane Chapman in honor of their 59th wedding anniversary. Well done, well done. We will have a, uh, a cake afterwards in appreciation of uh, our music department. Uh, thanks to Gloria for, for doing that. Thank you, Gloria. Um, also, right after worship, uh, this being Pride Month, our new LGBTQI affinity group is having its first gathering. David Kettle, the group's convener, is gathering interested people, whether you are gay or whether you are straight, immediately after worship in the Bishop Kennedy room to get acquainted and to discuss uh, related issues or concerns you might have about what's going on in the world, uh, so that we can progress as best as we can to being a uh, more welcoming church and a more welcoming people. So get your coffee, get your cake, and if you are so inclined, please feel free to join in. Today at 3 to 3.30 is the collection of the, of the manna uh, dry goods in our parking lot. Uh, please be attentive to that. And as I point down there at Kathy, it reminds me that today is our mission moment. It's with... Uh, Harbor House, so we're going to listen to a quick video, and then uh, Kathy's going to say a few words for us. Pressure's on back in the uh, sound room. I would ask the question, what if every face we see each day were a billboard that announced the true state of the owner's heart? How many of those billboards would say, desperate or broken in need of repair? At Harbor House, that is a question that we ask over and over and over again. We meet people every day who are struggling. Some are addicted and they can't seem to break free. Others are living with the powerful effects of childhood trauma. Even more of them are hungry or lonely or mentally fragile. At Harbor House, we offer a meal every day. Rental assistance for those who are trying hard to hang on to their housing. We offer the dignity of a shower, boxes of produce for families with children, and case management for all of those who want to move forward. We provide outreach in an effort to find the homeless that do not access our food or services. Most of them are living in encampments. In the outreaching process, we often find young people who are in great need of case management. After several years in the trenches with the homeless and those who struggle most, it became clear to the staff that we needed to go deeper into the causes of homelessness. When we did, we discovered for ourselves that there was a significant number of our local homeless who began their lives in foster care as children. Archbishop Desmond Tutu says, there comes a point where we need to stop pulling people out of the river and we need to go upstream and find out why they're falling in. In 2012, a new law was enacted enabling <coughs> foster children to stay in the system longer. They can finish high school or start college. They can learn life skills and benefit from mentoring. They can get job experience. They can learn how to drive a car and maybe even get a driver's license. They can learn how to create a budget, maybe even open a bank account. 
These are all skills that our average 40-year-old homeless person has never acquired. And we find it's often these seemingly simple life skills that create the largest challenges for those who are homeless. We have opened our home for young men exiting the foster care system, and we're very excited about all the possibilities that our caring community can offer to these young men. Harbor House has only ever been successful because of the generosity of our faith community. The care that is offered to our clients every day by volunteers and donors is extraordinary, and we could not be more grateful. The only way forward for Harbor House and for our clients is through the continued generosity of each of us. Please continue to contribute both financially and by volunteering. The needs in our community have never been so great in the wake of COVID-19. We currently have a tsunami of households who are struggling to get their lives and their children's lives back on track. So many have enormous utility bills and months of back rent because of lost jobs. We appreciate every little thing you do for Harbor House in an effort to lift up those in our community who struggle most. Thank you to Denise Cortez, Executive Director of Harbor House for that excellent video. Harbor House was formed to address the needs of the Caneo Valley community. They help those in need find housing, emergency shelter, food, employment, along with legal, medical, and psychological services. Their case managers help each person create attainable goals and support each client with valuable life skills. From their pie house for transitional youth, to the Caneo Valley Free Meal Program, offering lunches and hot meals to anyone experiencing food insecurity, Harbor House is a vital part of the Caneo Valley. Harbor House looks to faith and service organizations in the Caneo Valley, uh, in the Caneo Valley for support and guidance in making our community a safe and just environment for all. It is why the Missions Committee has chosen Harbor House as our mission of the month for June. Our church has been a great supporter of Harbor House, both through our donations and our volunteer work, specifically the Caneo Valley Free Meal Program. Thank you for considering donating to Harbor House. And if you would like to be part of our volunteer team for the free meal, please see me on the patio after church or call the church office for more information. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kathy, and let's center ourselves for worship. join with me in the call to worship. Lift up your heart, give voice to your faith, 
and your hope in the purposes of God to bring forward the blessed community of peace and justice. May God's love transform each one of us and all those around us. May God transform the whole of creation with the melody of love. Amen. Amen. Let's sing. Let us pray. God of wind, word, and light, we bless your name this special day for sending the inspiration and the strength of your Holy Spirit on us. We give you thanks for the fruits of the Spirit that emerge in our lives and for the opportunity we have gained for clarity of purpose and courage of resolve through your Spirit that we might be the people that you call forward as your children to this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Be seated, please. morning kids you'll see that I have a friend sitting next to me this is my friend Christy you'll be calling her pastor Christy she is coming to the church in just a couple of weeks and I wanted to make sure that you guys knew her face and you knew that I absolutely adore her pastor Christy and I have been oh getting together and talking multiple times a week for the last several weeks because it's kind of a fun thing that's happening we're switching churches I'm going to Santa Clarita and Christy's coming from Santa Clarita, 
and Christy is coming to the Conejo Connect, and I'm so excited for you guys to get to work with her. There's a story in the Bible about Paul writing to a community and saying, it doesn't matter if you learn from Apollos or from me, we are servants of God. And that's basically what we're saying to you. It doesn't matter if you started learning about faith from me or from Christy, we're servants of God and we're so excited to be working with you. So pa Pastor Christy, I pass the baton to you. Pastor Rachel, thank you so much. And I am so excited to get to meet everybody and to learn where they are on their journey. And I know I'm gonna see amazing things because you raised them up. <laughs> so I really look forward to meeting you in the next few weeks as I start in the Conejo Connect. And we are going to just have a blast. I've got lots of things running around in my little mind that we can do to get to know each other better and to grow on our journey. Mm. Will you guys join me in a moment of prayer? Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for all of our yesterdays. Thank you for all of our tomorrows. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending servants. Allow us to pass the baton well. Amen. Have a good time at Sunday school. All right. Well, you're getting little teases of Christy, words about her, images of her, and before you know it, um, we'll see the whole person in the flesh with us. We look forward to that. You know, we haven't had music appreciation for about two years now, so we wanted to spend some time in worship to honor our vocal and our instrumental musicians who have helped support the church with their talents during, uh, well, this very challenging time. Who knew that you could actually sing notes well through layers of <laughs> cotton and all of that stuff? Um, but we had a couple of soloists who stepped forward to help us uh, get through many of those weeks in which we didn't have the choir gathered, but we wanted to have some music and we wanted to move beyond just having uh, videos. And so we want to particularly thank Linda Archie and Simone DeRoe and Nick Newkirk and Katie Phillipson and Tracy Van Fleet, who stepped forward in that soloist capacity and sang just a number of pieces throughout the service to, to keep the, the service going. We are very grateful uh, for their service. And, you know, none of that could have happened um, without the dedication and the, and the talented leadership of our directors. And by that I mean Gloria Hilliard and Nick Newkirk, and by our organist and pianist uh, Jenny Lee. We want to give them some special thanks. Jenny has been with us more years, uh, I guess, in the pandemic than before the pandemic. But I think if, if we add it up, it's four total that you've been with us. And we want to thank you for that. So I've got, I've got something to, uh, to give you. Come on over here and... Thank you so much. Thank you so much. If, you're, if your memory is good, you will recall that as we were at first trying to gather as best we could outside, uh, Jenny was there with us early in the morning at the keyboard, 
out in the, the dampness or the cold or the heat outside. Uh, she's been with us through all of, the, all of the Sundays. Thank you very much for your, for your service. Nick has been our director of bell choirs and um, youth choir, but we haven't reconstituted that yet. Um, and you would think that having done this for 21 years, he would be a whole lot older than he looks. Um, so Nick, come on forward. Let me give you something just as an appreciation. Thank you for your hard work. Did you, did you think that in your head, 21 years? That he's... I started when I was seven, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, he started as a youngster. Gloria has been with us even a few more years than that. Gloria, if we're counting the years correctly, you've been uh, leading us for 41 years. Here, try to catch this without dropping it. There you go. Thank you. Oh. I do. I take us. Here, have a box. You know, I thought I had been in ministry for a lot of years. I think it's like 45 or something. But imagine that. She's been with you 41 years. And she was doing stuff for, for God in the church before that as well. So uh, marvelous, Gloria. Um, and I, I have been with some just really strong music directors over the years. And, and I don't want to um, have them feel any less. But you are exceptional. You have just done an exceptional job. Carol Ames and Barbara Ghosh uh, are the head of our music department, and uh, like Santa Claus, they keep track of things. Uh, who's here, who's here when, and who's behaving well, and who's singing notes, and they, they have these different booklets that keep track of all of that, and it ends up on two plaques in the narthex, so if, if you, if you want to see the outcome of their efforts, you can see that there, but what they're doing for us is accumulating the years of service of the people who have been in our choir so that we can uh, honor their, their progression through the years. And I'm going to share with you now some, some names, five or six names of people who have reached a benchmark year in their service and so are, are stepping into a, uh, a new level. Jane Chapman, 50 years. Fifty years. That's <laughs> D. Crawford has been singing with us for forty-five years. Bill Nodoff is not with us this morning, but he has been with us for twenty-five years singing in the choir. Did I say Nodoff? 
Brenda Rogers has been with us for 15 years. I don't see her there today also, but Bill and Brenda, Bill for himself and Brenda for her daughter are dealing with health concerns, and so uh, that's why they're not with us. But Phyllis is healthy and with us today, right? Are you over there? Ten years. Phyllis jumps up to ten years, and Donna Young is now up to the level of five years in the choir. Now, I, I recognize the fact that there are those two plaques in the narthex for the chancel choir, but I was out there hunting for the Covenant Ringers plaque. Does anyone know where that is? We don't have one. We don't have one. What's the story with that? Are, are, are the Covenant Ringers not worthy enough of a plaque? Are they not worthy enough of a plaque? So if there is a special donor or two who want to um, right this terrible injustice um, and just make us feel better about ourselves as people who show gratitude to people who give service, um, we could use a plaque for the covenant ringers. Right, Nick? Amen. Amen. Now, on that plaque, there would be a, a whole series of names, but let me just give you uh, four names of people who have served the most years in the Covenant Ringers. Carol Ames, for 38 years. <laughs> Lynn Dawkin, for 30 years. Carol Lampe for 17 years. Cindy. Cindy, I said Carol, I'm sorry, Cindy. And Lisa Blaschke uh, for 10. So thank you, all you musicians. <laughs> thank you, all you singers. Thank you, all of you that... Um, Keep a beat and uh, sing a note and help us to deepen our spirituality or to further uplift our spirit. I want you to join along with me now in the litany that we found that just gives a little bit focus to our thanks. I'll be saying words and then that uh, one in blue and you'll join after that. Spirit of the living God, we give you thanks for your word dancing around us. From the first birds in the morning until the last cricket at night, the sounds of your presence surround us. May our ears be open to hear your song. Lord, in our gratitude, we celebrate your gift of music. Spirit of the living God, we give thanks for the gift of music as it moves and shapes us. We thank you for the ways in which the poetry expresses our faith, the melody, our longing, the harmony, our hope. May our lives and our ministries nurture the gift of music. Lord, in great gratitude. We celebrate your gift of music. Spirit of the living God, we give thanks for the mu musicians and, uh, that inspire us in worship and enrich our spirituality through the sharing of their gifts and graces. 
We thank you for those who lead us. We thank you for those who, who strum and play. We thank you for those who blend their voices. May our lives display appreciation for the gift of music and respect for the dedication of those who share the gift with us. Lord, in great gratitude. We celebrate your gift of music. Spirit of the living God, we give thanks for the opportunity to express our love for you and for one another through the powerful mystery of rhyme, of rhythm, of beat, of melody. May the expression of our words honor you and honor them now and always. Lord, in great gratitude. We celebrate your gift of music. Amen. Holy God, hear our words and may the emotions that are behind them be understood. We pray for your presence in our lives in such a way that we are confident of that presence and of your love. We pray that we would be lifted up from the mess that we sometimes get ourselves into through words or attitudes or behaviors, that we would be lifted up anew cleansed and set forward going into one another's lives and into our community with your renewed spirit. There is so much at stake these days in our families, in our communities. Help us to be your voice and to present your spirit in a fresh way that bubbles up hope, that builds community and puts things to rights. We pray for those around us who are struggling with different diseases and discomforts troubled relationships, uncertain employment, health issues, physical or, or mental. We all seek to be good, healthy, loving people. And in our struggles, help us, 
Lord God. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. We think of Kathy Drake and her husband, Ken, as they shape life with cancer. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. For Bill Nodoff, as he faces forward into what he needs to do. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. For the Riveras, Judy, who is recovering from right foot amputation, and Joe, who is suffering kidney failure and doing dialysis. For Madeline Giberson, as she continues to recover from her hip replacement surgery, now at home. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. For Evelyn Rogers, as they await treatment for cyst infection, for Candy Wilcox's son, Steve's friend, who has been hospitalized again for water on the brain from his battle with valley fever. For a friend of Laura Bintliff, Chris TV, undergoing testing for heart valve replacement surgery. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of Mary Nolan again this morning as she approaches her 102nd birthday yet is having her kidneys start to fail and her legs swell. We pray you would steady this dear soul. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For the organized violence that is going on in the Ukraine and for the less organized violence that is erupting around America where loved ones are lost and are traumatized through multiple killings. We have talked about Cain and Abel from the beginning of time, yet their sadness and the sin of fratricide continues to make itself known in your family. Help us, Lord, to find a way to stop this madness. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. And we pray for those suffering from COVID, new or uh, lingering on in their lives, the the caregivers to these loved ones and all the medical personnel who are still two years into this serving as uh, great servants of our community. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And amid these prayers over concerns, we think of some joys, some particular moments of, of uplift in our lives. We we recognize that many people are graduating right now from, from colleges. We, we celebrate that. We see their postings. We get phone calls and cards. We, we want to lift up in particular Edgar Pote, who among us now graduating from UC Riverside. What a marvelous accomplishment. And we think of Margot Oddcroft's daughter and Laura Bintliff's niece, Ava, who 
will be married June 18th for these celebrations of joy in our community's life. We give you thanks. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. All this we pray in the name of your Son's holy name, joining in the prayer he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.
of worship with our scripture reading. Welcome. Thank you. This scripture is from John chapter 16, verses 12 through 15. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I was in seminary, I was all in and loved the use of philosophical concepts and obscure, though specific, language to make theological points. Could there be anything more important to be sure one was accurate about in one's thinking than God's stuff and the meaning of life? So at times this was a bit overdone, like when, when Alfred North Whitehead created a whole new set of terms, new words created out of, out of nowhere to clarify his religious thinking, leaving the rest of us who were trying to keep up with him feeling that we needed to learn a new foreign language to make sense out of what he was saying. Yet most of the time, I appreciated the nuance and the, and the clarity of thinking, that focused thought and exact language brought. Now, getting out of seminary and being sent to the local church, I soon realized that not everyone shared my appreciation of complex and, at times, archaic religious thought. Besides a, a reaction that some of my sermons got, I, I can remember how even on Christmas Eve of all nights of when everybody is gathered to enjoy one another and they're, and they're singing, oh, come all ye faithful as the opening hymn. We've been doing that in, in my ministry for 45 years or so, singing that. And then the second verse comes along, true God of true God, light from light eternal. Do you remember singing this? Lo, he shuns not the virgin's womb, son of the father. What? Begotten, not created. What does this mean? Begotten, not created. What sense are we to make of this as just happy Christmas Eve worshipers struggling to get these words out of our mouths. Begotten means birthed out of, while created is something that is externally made. At least that's the nuance we're supposed to notice. The words aren't chosen accidentally. In 1743, when John Wade wrote that classic and, and well-beloved hymn, he was drawing on the ever-popular 
Nicene Creed for his reference about Jesus. These words of the creed spoke to him. Now, the Nicene Creed was shaped by the Council of Nicaea. That's no surprise, right? Back in when? 325. What is that, 17 centuries ago? Convened by our friend, Emperor Constantine, to bring some clarity, to bring some comprehension, and to bring some consensus to the diverse religious thought that was swirling around the empire at that time, now that the Christian religion was going to become the religion of the empire. You remember the hymnals? They're, they're in your pews. They're, there's hymnals in your pews. I think they're red, right? The Bibles were blue. The hymnals are red. On page 880 in your hymnal, if, if you want to... Uh, you know, kind of look at the text. There's a Nicene Creed listed in there. There's a bunch of creeds in there, but we're looking at the Nicene Creed. So here are some key sentences about God in this famous Christian creed that caught Wade's attention, that it found its way into that glorious Christmas hymn. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen, well, that doesn't stress us too much, right? We're, we're pretty much got that. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. Each of those phrases is supposed to mean something a little bit more to us as we read that, right? God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him, all things were made. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. Yeah, proceeds rather than begotten or created. Proceeds from the Father and the Son, who is with the Father and the Son, is worshipped and glorified, who is spoken through the prophets. Now, did you get that? Did you get that? Did you follow that progression of thought? And is your religious thinking now going, oh, all right, now I got it. Uh, I, I understand what's going on now. For many people, I, and I mean this quite honestly, for many people, this language sounds like gibberish or, or philosophical gymnastics. Intellectual religious acrobatics, someone once <laughs> said to me. And I said, yeah, yeah, probably got a 10. For, for this effort. You know, be that as it may, what it is trying to do is make sense for us out of our experiencing and then understanding of God in our real lives. What we Christians have come to call 
the Trinity. We hold the Trinity as central to our faith and as, as foundational to all the rest of our religious thinking. It all sits upon this. And on this Sunday of the Christian year, probably one of your favorite Sundays of the 52 we have in a year, we honor and celebrate the Trinity because today is Trinity Sunday. Rachel likes Pentecost. How many people vote for Trinity Sunday being their favorite? <laughs> it never comes up, does it? Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. World without end. Amen? Amen. So on this Trinity Sunday, I want to unpack the term just a bit and help us all get to lunch a little bit more comfortable with what's going on with this religious acrobatics. God in three persons, blessed Trinity. When I thought about the Trinity, that's what phrase came to my mind, God in three persons, right? God, where does that come from? Page 64 in your hymnal. Page 64 in your hymnal. Holy, 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 Lord God God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Well, if you were raised in the church like me, you've probably uh, sung that 50 to 75 times, maybe 100 times, maybe 150 times. It's deep, and it's, it's one of those worm phrases that's deep in your brain. You've got it. God in three persons. Personhood. Well, it's something that we seem to know something about, being persons, ourselves, right? And seeing Jesus as a person among us, yet, us, yet our religious thinking asserts that God is one. And we don't worship three gods. Three and one, one through three. Well, here we go again, right? I like to think of it as an expression, as a way to give language form to a manifestation of the one reality of God. God is God. Yet we experience God or we understand God in three ways, in three persons, because it's a relational, intimate kind of thing. Son, Father, Holy Ghost. It's kind of like me, although I'm not God, but... <laughs> It's kind of like me in that you could say I'm a son. Walter and Mary look at me, or did, as a son. I'm a husband. Same guy. I'm a husband. Debbie looks at me as a husband. Her experience of Walt is husband, not son. Same guy, though, right? I got my 
children looking at me as parent. Same guy. Three and one, one through three. It's not a perfect illustration because now I've got a grandson that goes, Papa, 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 all the time when he sees me. So it's like one in four now. But you get my drift. You get my drift that it's a single entity that is expressed or experienced in different ways. The main thing, and we are after the main thing here, right? The main thing is that God is with us yet God is more than us. And that is a big thing when the us starts to kill people and do bad things. We need to have a sense that God is more than us. When we don't measure up to be God, it's important that we have a sense that God measures up more than us. Our experience of God is personal and it's powerful, right? You've had that experience. Yet God is more than our experience of God. God is intimately connected to each one of us. Each one of us. And all of life, everywhere, Yet God is the source of the entire cosmos. Indeed, God also seems to sustain life, propelling it along, propelling it along and, and giving it purposefulness and meaning, right? We sense that about God. While God also seems to be in the transformation business of this life, healing and repairing and redeeming it, puttering it along and making it better. And though this seems like, well, an eternal mystery, truly beyond our comprehension, we are able to get a very basic glimpse of God, a functional, albeit maybe rudimentary, understanding of God because it's in human form, an understanding as best that a creature could understand the Creator by looking at Jesus and noticing His nature, His values, His way of living. And that we think Jesus is God manifest in human form. Now, at our best, we have noticed all of this rings true for us. So we have sought to try to find the human words that give expression to all of that. And it's not easy to do. Because that is God, and we're people. But we've tried to put it in words, and we've tried to make sense of all that we have experienced of God and what we have glimpsed 
of God. And, and you know what we came up with? The Trinity. That's a way. That's a way to make sense of God, our experiences of God. It's not pantheism. It's not God in everything, and that's it. Or it's not deism. It's not that God created something, stepped back once he got it going, and then disconnected from it. You know, our, our sense of trinity is different than alternatives. God as transcendent, God as imminent, and then God as engaged and interactive. Distinctive religious thought that grounds you firmly in a God that you can talk to, that can draw you up to your very best, and that is beyond us. The Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer. Then, now, forever, here, there, everywhere. You know, sometimes the, the best way to say something is to sing it. So let's all stand. And if you are a hymnal kind of person, turn to page 70. Otherwise, look at the screen. And uh, with Jenny's help, let's sing our understanding of the Trinity. to uh, share of your financial resources via the instructions that will be on the screen or if you are here in person and you want to uh, give of your offering uh, today there are there are plates at the doorway of the sanctuary to receive that offering I know that uh, Nick is hoping there'll be a check in there for a plaque Because we're welcoming the covenant ringers to uh, give us our offertory today. Thank you.
Thank you, bell ringers. Let us pray. Most holy God, we thank you for the many ways that you bless us, especially through the redemptive power of your Son, our Redeemer, Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Your gift of new and transformed life, steadied and sustained by the Spirit, is miraculous to us. And it's the source of our gratitude to you as we thank you for creating all of this and promising that in partnership with you, we can help to create your blessed community. Help us to be our best selves as we seek to be children of your future. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Let's stand and sing our closing hymn. hope this service has been a blessing to you. Recognize that your religious thinking is shaped to help you understand God and to experience God and to let that experience of God transform and blossom you in this life. The challenge of the Trinity is simply asserting that God is with us and available to us throughout the whole of life. Alleluia. Alleluia. Enjoy the cake after worship. Join David if you're inclined and bring some canned goods this afternoon. Be safe. Stay healthy. Know that you are loved. Amen. Now that the soul and faith.